This is the Daily Wrestling News for January 26, 2021. My name is Ryan Joy, and I am coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State. And I am joined today by the salesman of fun, Travis Severance. How are you doing, Travis? I'm doing great. Good morning, everybody. I enjoyed the uh, I enjoyed the FTR shirt this morning. Yeah, it's coffee with my coffee, and we're top guys, so that's <laughs> what we're going with. We have a good show today. We're going to do the ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day, which typically I would give Travis a heads up for in pre-production, but we were too chatty this morning, so he's going to have to uh, decide. Going in cold. I'm nervous. <laughs> um, and we're going to we're just going to dive into some Royal Rumble speculation after that. Um, you know, we're getting very close now. We're five days away, I think. So um, we'll we'll just kick some ideas around and and uh, before we get into the New Japan lineup for the week. Um, and then we have Raw, we have Impact, we have some news, uh, and we'll talk about AEW too. So I think with all that said, we better get things going. All right, Travis, your ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day today is pancakes or waffles? How waffles? No hesitation there? Just no hesitation. Uh, so I think... I think I had a lot of pancakes growing up and I had not great waffles growing up. Um, Ego was in the toaster a lot of times and the pancakes were pretty good. And, you know, we, we grew up in an area where there's really good maple syrup, but man, have I grown to appreciate waffles as I've gotten more stylistic with the waffle selection. So nice Belgian waffle. I'll take that all day over a pancake. I, I think so too. Although I admit that I'll have waffles far, far less frequently, but in the last five years, I've discovered chicken and waffles is like oh, chicken and waffles is a love. Yep. Yeah. A friend of mine who's a game designer, actually he's a Canadian game designer, Eric Lang, introduced me to chicken and waffles in Atlanta, and I've never looked back from them since. Well, there you go. Now we know. So Royal Rumble speculation. The way we're gonna do this, because this could take us all show if we if we let things go wild. So um, what I'm gonna do is I have a list of names. Okay. And I'm just going to ask Travis to, on a scale of one to ten, tell me how likely he thinks they are to win the Rumble. And uh, if we, if we, all right, off on tangents, whatever. So, number one on the list, Shinsuke Nakamura. So, of the names that have declared themselves so far, I would put Shinsuke probably in what I think is probably a top three situation. Um, I think Shinsuke, based on the build, going back to the original music, what we've seen him do on SmackDown, they've been hyping him up. I mean, he's a former Rumble winner as well. Uh, I think there is a there is a pretty good chance that Shinsuke. He's not my number one, but he's but he's probably a two or a three. Okay. Randy Orton. So I don't think Randy has a chance. Um, which is too bad because he's pressing up against that record for rumble wins. Every time he enters that ring. Um, I think we're probably going to see, I, I would be very surprised if we see the fiend enter the rumble, come down the ramp or, or in any kind of production like that as a, as an actual participant. But I think we could see some fiend under the ring stuff, costing Randy Orton in a quick spot lights go out. He's out of the ring, call it a day. And we build that into a 
you know, a finale in Rumble. Um, I don't think we see him as an entrant. I don't think he can go from burned alive, mystic creature, invisible on, on a chair to walking down to the ring in your normal music, carrying your lantern, doing your thing. Like, I think we're probably going to see a different presentation with Fiend when we get him back. And I think this is the spot where we see it. So I don't think Randy has a chance. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think I kind of agree with you on the Shinsuke Nakamura end. I think the, there's been a lot of build there, but then he was off the show this past week. And then on the Randy Orton side of things, yeah, I think uh, I, I really always I always thought that it was going to boil down to Edge versus Orton, and now it looks like we have too much unfinished business with the Fiend. Um, so my next one is Daniel Bryan. So going back to that real quick, I think there's definitely a chance that we end up seeing um, a quick one and done Edge and Orton at Fastlane. Mm-hmm. It's involved in a more physical way. To, to roll into Rumble, I, I think that would be a great transition. Like, you can cap off the edge thing, move him into another program, and then call it a day. I don't think you're going to drag... I don't think they're going to drag Edge and Orton along, because who knows what will happen as far as Edge with him physically being how he is. Um, I don't think that he's going to finalize his run back with Randy. And Yeah. Well, the th- interesting thing about that, you bring up Fastlane, and I hadn't really thought about this until just now, but I guess they're going to want to have a really good show to kick off this relationship with Peacock. I would agree with that. I mean, I guess they have WrestleMania coming, but I would think that that Fastlane is probably going to have at least one or two big names on it. Probably more than what Fastlane has felt like in the past, which is like, you know, a big in your house, basically. <laughs> Fastlane only exists when we need to have an April WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's certainly kind of the throwaway show. Fastlane is a great name for that pay-per-view, too. <laughs> ah, we need to stuff it in here real quick. Here we go. Fastlane, we're off. Okay, Daniel Bryan. Uh, Daniel Bryan would be my pick to win. Um, I think he makes the most sense based on the way that the build has been between the two shows. He's spoken out about wanting to win the Rumble. He's never won it. That's kind of the last thing in his cap, I guess to have him do as a wrestler there. Uh, the only thing that would hold me back on that is depending on what the scheduling and stuff looks like afterwards, he's, he's spoken about not wanting to be, you know, full-time on the road. And I realize everybody's part-time now, but it's going to be interesting. We're going to come off of a live show at mania with live fans and stuff. I mean, are we, are we in a place where we're looking at pay-per-views moving forward at that point with live fans? I mean, we're going to be post Super Bowl and stuff like that. So it could get interesting. Jay Uso. So I give Jay a puncher's chance of winning here. Uh, I think it's probably too meta for what WWE would want to do. I don't think we're going to see a blow off like Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania is not a big enough draw right now. Um, I mean, this is that's we're going to see that culmination, but I think I think it's probably more likely. And more interesting to me, if we saw his brother come back during Rumble and eliminate him, to say, mm. hey, wake up. What are you doing? This isn't how we do things anymore. Um, that, that is a good WrestleMania match. Exactly. The Usos wrestling in WrestleMania is really interesting to me. Um, his brother's been out for a while now and stuff. That that That's cool. That that draws. That tells. And then you you know you can build that up further down the road. That, that was my biggest problem with the way that they put Uso with with Reigns throughout this whole thing. Like, 
Jay's never been big enough to me where you can blow that thing off in any real way. Um, so I think it's a hard storyline to pay off at the end, it, you know, unless Jay costs Roman the title. And then we have an undercard match with it's Jay versus Roman for, I don't know, the head of the table or whatever the case may be. Seamus. Seamus. Well, a storyline there so far, right? A tough one. Um, I think, I think if we had seen Seamus a little bit more, and if they worked with the story a little bit more, like I thought, I thought for sure we were moving into a direction where we're going to see Seamus versus Drew. Two months ago, I would have said, "Oh, it's we're going to see Seamus and Drew in WrestleMania." Um, I don't think that's the case now. I would be okay with it. I think they've got enough time to do something there. I don't think Seamus wins the Rumble. I think him winning the Rumble the year that he did was kind of a fluke. I think the reason why he won it was actually a swerve on the marks because somebody had gotten the the book Jericho yeah. was actually supposed to win the rumble that year and they just said ah i guess this is what we'll do to swerve for swerve's sake and i don't know, I think at the end of the day it helped Sheamus or WWE at all to do that um you can see a storyline play out here right they they've been they've been messing around with it they haven't given us the drew Sheamus match yet um at some point they're we're definitely going there whether it's mania or not yeah yeah, TBD for that, right? And, and of I, course, I, you know, I don't, it could be Sheamus versus Drew for no titles at Mania too, depending on the situation, right? And and I would be okay if we don't end up having to see the two of these guys be tag teams, carry the belt, and then break up after sure. their tag team thing, which we've seen a thousand times. Um, I think they can just fight to fight, and then they could be friends afterwards. Um, I know you're going to get to him, but gosh, the the missing in action guy for me is Keith Lee in this mix. Like, yeah, he is missing in action. And maybe that's intentional. Maybe it's like, okay, we'll pull him off for a minute. To make you forget about it, I guess. Like, surprise that Rumble. And he's only been off TV for like a week, maybe two. Right. But, yeah, yeah, and he had like 13 matches last Monday night against Sheamus. So. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and, and then you always have this wild card. Uh, Bushwhacker Luke. Bushwhacker Luke could come in. He could do some damage. I think his average in-ring time is about 23 seconds yeah. in Rumble history. So. We'll see. He could be the last 23. It's him Him and Santino are always in it to win it when it right. comes to the Royal Rumble. Uh, okay. More serious. Brock Lesnar. There's a there's a chance that we see Brock Lesnar. Um, For I, think it's a, I think it's a small chance. Um, I don't think it's time to pay that off yet. I think it's going to be, you know, Paul Heyman custody thing. I think I think we're going to see if I had to guess I think we're going to see Reigns take hands to Heyman at some point here in this story and I think Heyman's going to bring in Brock cuz that yeah, was the guy to 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 go after Roman and to clean up the mess um to move on from the Roman Heyman thing. Um I think that's a that's a cool way to do it to write it um well, here's what'd be interesting if Brock were to win. He has an issue with Drew and he has an issue with Roman. Sure. So the whole storyline for probably the next month and a half is going to be who's he going to pick. Right. Yep. So they probably have pop a big rating on Raw by having you know him make his announcement or whatever. So yeah. I think it's I think it's really too bad that we come full circle after 12 months of programming for WWE and all the stuff that's going on. And it feels very much like the only way to build a big match in Mania feels like we need Brock and we need Goldberg on the card again 
to be able to do something that that people are going to like there well, hasn't been enough on card champions and yeah. no challengers exactly 100% 100% i mean daniel bryan winning the rumble that's fine he's a great challenger you know maybe he'll win another he'll another belt out of this but it's it's not anything we haven't seen and it's not anything that's new or interesting or in any way um i guess it's small guy winning the rumble which is interesting to some people okay jinder mahal um I think Ginger's going to have some eliminations, but I don't think we're going to see him win. Um, yeah, not announced for the Rumble, but he is back. Right? He's probably wrestling right now as we speak, actually, over <laughs> our show that they're running, um, which I'll take a look at, actually. The card was interesting to me. Um, not that I recognized a lot of the performers, but um, certainly worth a look. Okay, so AJ Styles? I don't think we we have a chance at AJ um, winning this Rumble. Edge, uh, same thing. I think Edge will have something happen with Randy. He could be the person that eliminates Randy if it's not a bra if it's not a fiend issue. Um, again, to to build into a fast lane kind of match to to be done with that and move on. The Miz or John Morrison no chance for as much as i'd like to see john morrison get away from the miz I'd, I'd really like to see john morrison eliminate miz and break off and do his own singles thing i mean he's been handcuffed to miz since he's come back whether that's by choice or by design i don't know but boy it would be really nice to get him away from there to see if he can actually do something and maybe he can't but gosh last night's match with him against sheamus he certainly carried that match the whole way great body Good performer. Seamus takes the win. <laughs> it's like, boy, John, you worked your ass off. You look great since you've come back. Like, he certainly got unceremoniously eliminated last year with Brock. Hey, welcome back to WWE. You're going to get thrown in your head and almost concussed based on getting thrown out of the ring by Brock. Um, yeah, I don't think there's a chance there. Oh, boy. Not on my list, but Al Carl chimes in with CM Punk. Uh, uh CM Punk would be the reason for the season. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, a huge WrestleMania. I'd moment. love to see me some CM Punk. Give me, give me CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania. Give me CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles in a three-way match for anything. The yeah. greatest wrestler on the planet, and <laughs> and I'm uh, sign me up. All right, so I have I have Bobby Lashley, Mustafa Ali, and then I have two other things, but. Bobby Lashley and Mustafa Ali. Any chance of either of them? No. No. Okay. How about Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns? Winning the Rumble? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Uh, I No chance we, we have a retention and then a Roman-Drew match at Mania, or we have one of them lose the belt and then enter the Rumble? I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think we're going to see that here. Okay. All right, the women's side. Wait a minute. Yeah, what there's people Braun? I didn't say, but what about Braun Strowman? What about Braun Strowman? I think Braun Stro- I think we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see Braun, and I think we're gonna see either Priest or Cross show up as well. Now Braun Strowman is interesting. I could see him winning if Goldberg wins. Over Drew. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, if Goldberg wins over Drew, I could see Matt Riddle winning. Yeah. 
Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> On the women's side, um, not as many names announced, but um, how about Rhea Ripley? Rhea Ripley is interesting. Is she announced? She's no. not even announced. You're just pulling her out of a hat. I think Rhea Ripley would be great. Um, she's to make a, a main roster debut. She is. She falls into my top three that I think could win this Royal Rumble. She is in. She is in contention there. She's not number one, but she's she's a she's probably three on my list. Is Bianca Belair number one? Bianca Belair is my number one. I I called Bianca for a long time now that she's going to win this Rumble. Um, I I think she's she's set to be the next person that we're going to see the title on and do do a pretty good sized run. Um, we haven't really had a true face with the title, um, and I think she's next in line for that based on her in-ring work and some people don't love her on the mic but i don't know i think she's fine compared to so, the rest of her peers so sasha banks is currently champion over on smackdown and she's she's a face right now um sure as long as she's facing carmella she's a face well sure that's fair so, but but my point is i still would rather see bianca versus sasha than bianca versus carmella agreed agreed Carmella's a bit snooze town for me as much as they're trying to dress her up and package her with a sommelier. Any returns? Uh, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey? I don't think Becky Lynch, based on the picture I saw on, I think, Instagram before the Conor McGregor match, she didn't look to me like she was ready to get back in the ring. Um, yeah, I would say that there's probably a chance. There's there's a good chance we see Ronda Rousey. Um, the rest of the top women... They're entangled with all kinds of stuff going on right now. Shayna, Nia, Oscar. We don't have a big, um, a big thing to put people together with. So Ronda, Ronda would be neat. Ronda, Oscar for the championship would be neat because they're doing the tag match here. Um, she would be great. The other, the other name that that I'm kind of sitting and waiting on is. Uh, I think there's a chance that we see Tessa Blanchard as well. Ty um, Valkyrie too. Perhaps, perhaps Ty Ty Valkyrie would be another one. Um, I'm not sure if Ty would if Ty is going to do WWE or AEW. So it'll be interesting to see which which place she decides to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it will be. So I think overall, you said your your picks are Daniel Bryan and Bianca Belair. Yeah, those are my ones for sure. Yep. Shinsuke Nakamura is in the top three. And on the women's side, did you have a good number two? Rhea Ripley, it sounded I like? I think Rhea Ripley for sure. Okay. For sure. And uh, and we're all thinking Bushwhacker Luke is probably – if he's number 30, he's in good shape. Otherwise – Yeah. I don't like Santino's chance in the women's rumble either. Um yeah, it's not good. Um, we could see Beth Phoenix come out and do some stuff, but I know she's back on commentary on NXT, which is good to hear. Um, yeah, doing that. It's kind of a, uh, it's kind of weird if uh, you know somebody's got to be home with the kids, right? I guess. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Um, a couple of news items. If we're wrapped on Rumble, you got anything else? No. Um. I mean, I don't think Kevin Owens is going to beat Roman Reigns. I think there's a chance that Goldberg beats Drew McIntyre just based on what commentary let slip on Raw, saying that this is the only belt that Goldberg hasn't had. I could see Goldberg carrying it into Mania. Um, whether that's Goldberg, Daniel Bryan, is not a very intriguing match to me. I would say that. Um, 
The tag title match isn't that interesting to me either, except for the fact that I could see a scenario play out where Nia and Shayna win the titles back, which causes a rift between Charlotte and Asuka, and then Charlotte goes and wins the Rumble for the second year in a row. Sure. I think that, I think that could definitely happen. Um, then you have that rematch. Asuka, Asuka and Charlotte having the titles for this run hasn't made a heck of a lot of sense. Like They're both in the middle of programs with other people where they're not even in the ring together. They didn't even bail each other out two weeks ago. Like, you know, Charlotte was taking a beat down and there was no Oscar to be found. Like, you know, instead the, you know, we had Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke coming down. I, I ultimately, I think, I think what we end up seeing with that is I think, you know, Oscar and Charlotte dropped the titles to, to Nia and Shayna. And I think that's just to move it over to Riot Squad. Yeah, could be. Um, okay, so on the news side of things, the Superstar Spectacle is happening right now, so everybody can, when they're done watching the show, can go watch that. Um, it's on the WWE Network. Um, as, as discussed, Edge is returning at the Royal Rumble, so um, that's a news item. Um, Women's Rumble entrant one and two will be announced on Saturday's backstage show, and the Men's Rumble entrant 30 will also be announced. Whenever they announce one and two together, it makes me think it's the Riot Squad or it's Shayna and Nia. It's, yep. It's a tag team, right? Yeah, I would agree. And then entering 30, that's probably going to be Edge or <laughs> Randy Orton or something. Yeah. 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 You're going to have a name on there. I mean, it could, the, the women's the one and two, women's one and two is either going to be a tag team or it's going to be somebody that's kind of in the middle of some sort of a feud together, right? You yeah. need something to play off of where they need to say, well, it's every woman for herself. Yeah. 14 times. Uh, Vince McMahon's eldest brother, Rod, passed away at the age of 77. So condolences there. Condolences to him. Um, Tiffany Haddish was the guest star on Straight Up Steve Austin last night. Did you catch that, Travis? She's she's a funny gal. Um, yeah. She's kind of been all over the place. Super, super cool person. Um got a lot going on for her. It was a, it was an interesting episode to see after going back to back with, you know, ice tea and ice tea. And then you got Tiffany. Yeah. She, she, she was a lot of fun. I mean, again, it's a show that you just, you know, when I'm doing my show notes, I throw it on the background yeah, and look at turn, turn my head to take a look at what they're doing and fiddling around. But yeah, just another, another fun show for them. Um, tonight on impact. Um, we have Josh Alexander and Matt Cardona versus Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. That Alexander Cardona is an interesting pairing, I think, at this point. Yeah. Um, Cardona and Alexander. I, I'm surprised they threw Alexander right back into a tag thing unless they're going to do s something else with him. Um, I, the two of them together don't look like a tag team to me or a long running tag team. I think this is kind of just to blow off so that we can have a, I think we're going to see Alexander versus Austin. And we're going to see Cardona versus Madman Fulton. I don't think it's going to go the other way. I think initially I thought we were going to see Cardona versus Austin, but I don't think that's going to happen. And who knows, maybe this it's is very solid. We're going to see some, some intermixing of the, of the four of those guys fighting each other. Um, I don't know if that turns into a full-time tag team, on the Alexander Cardona, but it could, I guess. Yeah, no, well, they don't have do anything on so. They don't have a lot of tags in over there. I mean, gosh, they're importing tag teams because AEW's cup runneth over with tag teams, and Impact's like, well, the North's gone. Uh, not sure <laughs> what we do outside of the Good Brothers these days and the Motor City Machine Guns. So, Triple XL. Now you, I think you have the, 
you have uh, uh, Eric Young's group. So yep. you got some things. But. Yeah, Eric Young kind of running the Freebird thing with the three of them over there. Yep. Um, on the subject of tag teams, Tempe has chimed in to mention that you know Riot Squad should be tag champs and Billy Kay will become the manager of champions. Bill Alfonso might have something to say about that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's and John DeConi on the subject of, of tag teams, where is Reno Scum? Um, I know that there's some love for Reno Scum um, in our circle here, but I think most people would say who cares. <laughs> so sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, Joe Doring versus Cousin Jake tonight. Uh, Tennille Dashwood versus Rosemary, which is a playback from a match last uh, earlier this month. Matt Hardy and Private Party are going to be on the show. And we have Fire and Flava Fest, which is a uh, um, dance party. Yeah, well, it's your new Knockouts Tag Team Champions having their, their Festival of Champions, their celebratory uh, event. Hopefully it's better than Fire Festival was because that was a bit of a train wreck. So... All right, moving on to uh, New Japan. I uh, mentioned on yesterday's show, we do have IWGP Junior Tag Champs, new new ones. Uh, ELP and Taiji Ishimori defeated Desperado and Kanemaru in the main event of Saturday's show. Um, so, you know, four great workers. Uh, it's always nice, interesting when the juniors get to main event a show. So, Yeah, ELP and Ishimori. It's, so the match itself was... Uh, as far as in-ring work was super, super clean. Um, th these guys work really well together. Ishimori is just, I think, severely underrated for body performance, just the whole show. ELP, like, they make a really good tag together. And it, if you took the two of them apart and you smashed them together, it'd look like oil and water. But, man, do they, do they work really well. What an interesting match, too. We've got Red Shoes starting out. Red Shoes gets eliminated. They drag out Marty Asami from the back. Marty Asami gets eliminated. Eventually, Kento Saito. So it was a rough, rough night for refs at the end of the at the end of the show. Uh, Saito ends up getting uh, ELP gets the pin over Kanemaru, and uh, Saito is the one that ends up ha finally having to count it after all kinds of nonsense with belts and you know had cobras in the ring or whatever. Um, pretty crazy. And then you know the following day they got ELP on commentary, and Kevin Kelly throws it to him and says, "Oh." You know, are you guys lining up the the rematch for Kanemaru and in, in, in El Desperado? And, and Fantasma says, absolutely not. Sho and Yo didn't give us a run back on a rematch when we dropped the belts to them. So, nope, we'll decide what we're going to face next. Thank you very much, Kevin. So the other thing that New Japan does this time of year, and it is, it is kind of comically this time of year, is they do these elimination matches, which – the elimination match is kind of like a mixture between Survivor Series and Royal Rumble, where you have two teams, uh, usually like five on five or something like that, competing against each other. And it's elimination style, but you can be eliminated by being thrown over the top rope, pinned, or submitted. Yeah, uh, it's it's wild. It, it, it It's like if if they had a lucha writer deciding to go into new Japan and create a match, like this is kind of the, the love child of that. What an insane match. I loved how they set this match up. So you've got, you've got a whole bunch of guys on one side and a whole bunch of guys on the other side. And all the guys have individual feuds with each other. It's not like there's some throwaway guy in here that just, ah, we needed a guy from the back. Like all these guys are setting up for, for further storylines. And, and I think last week we talked about it. And, you know, the match went chalk, just like I said. We were going to see either at the end, we were going to see Sonata versus Ibushi at the end, or we are going to see Shingo versus Tanahashi. Oh, 
wait a minute, that's not what we saw at all. You get Ibushi <laughs> and Sonata eliminated first. They went out, almost everybody went out in pairs over the top ropes, and I think the only pin was at the very end with Hanma, who ends up winning. And if you, if I, I don't even think I would have got Hanma as the winner of this match if I drew the name out of a hat. Like, <laughs> yeah, almost impossible. To- no, of all the guys in that card, like Hanma getting the win um, and then losing the following night to, to Naito, but it looks like that's going to be a longer program where, you know, Naito's carried the two belts and now he's got a Hanma program coming up. So he's going to be a little bit, you know, further back from the limelight than he certainly was for the last 12 months. Yeah. And um, moving off of that, this, so that was like, this was the highlights of last Saturday. And then this Saturday we have another, the next kind of big show where you have, um, it's headlined by three big singles matches where um, you have Empire facing off against uh, Okan versus Tenzan and Osprey versus Kojima. Um, the Tenzan and Okan match recently, they they announced the winner of the match or the loser of the match has to retire the Mongolian chops. So it's kind of a weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happens there. So if Okan or Tenzan decides to to Mongolian chop during a match. Is that an auto DQ moving forward for the rest of their career? Like these are two guys that Mongolian chop, you know, like they breathe. So I don't even know like halfway through the match that how they would remember that they can't Mongolian chop, but it's a weird step. There's not a ton of steps usually in, in new Japan. And then you got to step on the other side of it with Osprey versus Kojima doing a no DQ. And this all is a big blow off after this weekend. They just spent two matches literally throwing and destroying chairs on each other. So we've got I think Empire takes both matches. I, What's I, don't, that? I don't think Empire, I think Empire takes them both. You know, I'm sick of predicting Empire to win because they just keep getting buried. So I'm going to say, nope, Empire is going to lose both matches in, in the reverse psychology play of hoping that they actually get a victory versus these guys that are three decades older than both of them. <laughs> Main event is Shingo Takagi defending the Never Openweight Championship against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, this is probably the biggest match um, that New Japan has had since Wrestle Kingdom, I think. Yeah, I would agree easily. Um, Tanahashi, who's you know career face, the face of the nation for them, and Shingo Takagi, just a beater. Um, great 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 wrestler uh, a lot of power and stuff so we're going to see two different styles for sure shingo is definitely more of a power wrestler tanahashi's finesse a lot of style a lot of um you know a lot of showmanship and stuff um but two two clean wrestlers too so i don't expect we see any shenanigans and it'll be interesting to see what happens here i don't see shingo losing the belt but they could certainly give it to tanahashi for a period of time if they have somebody as a successor um i don't know maybe jeff cobb comes back in and beats up on the old guy and we do a full empire pounding on the legends for the rest of the the thing that um the thing that interests me is now we have we have a new iwgp heavyweight champion so I'm always like, I always kind of like look at the other champions to see who might be good contenders. So like Shingo versus a Kota Ibushi matches looks really attractive. So maybe, maybe Shingo drops the bell in order to go further onto a program there, something like that. But yeah, and they've certainly highlighted him a lot more in the last year. And I shouldn't say just in the last year. They they did build him up in the G1 two years ago, um, where he got a lot of time. Um, I don't think his his overall record two years ago was great, but certainly this year he had a decent run um, and then got the belt in a, in a really good match. So uh, that would be interesting because yeah. they're you know younger guys. So I still think Ibushi Sonata is going to happen, and we'll see. 
we'll well, see. That, that match is announced for February 11th. So, right. so we'll see. Like I, you know, it, it would, it wouldn't be shocking for a new Japan heavyweight champion to lose on their first title defense, but it doesn't happen a ton. But it, I would be, <laughs> maybe it would happen, but I don't think Abushi's the guy, right? No, not after all this. They've golden boyed him for for two yes. two years or so. So, all right. So um, Monday Night Raw last yep. night. Yeah, um, I don't. Neither one of us, I think, left um, completely satisfied. I think that's a fair assessment. There were a few things that I thought were particularly good mm-hmm. on the show, um, namely Edge's promo. I thought was really really solid. Told a good backstory. You know, it's it, every time Edge picks up the phone, it's like, let me tell you about from the moment I would I, you know, was birthed to now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was a long promo. It was a long promo. If that was a wrestling match, they would have gone into commercial break at least once. <laughs> and then the same thing could be said for the Mustafa Ali or Mustafa Ali uh, promo. He did the same thing. Like, I don't know if we're building to Kofi versus Ali. I don't know if we're building to Ali versus Big E or for Retribution versus New Day. What, I don't know what we're doing here, but the angle between Ali and Kofi, you know, there's a there's a dash of reality in there. Kofi Mania was born out of taking Ali's spot in a gauntlet match, and then the Elimination Chamber. So, no, that that is perfect writing. Okay, yeah. your Retribution. You have a reason to be pissed off at the man that is WWE. This is the guy who cost you that spot. Give me reality in there, like with the the fantasy and the whimsy and all that other stuff. Like however they decide to intertwine those together. Like I think if New Day was a bigger faction or was three strong, it would be more interesting to me here. I think it would be a really cool, you know, Survivor Series esque match. Mm-hmm. Um, would have been very neat. Um, but at least okay. You've got a reason why you're attacking somebody or why you're fighting or why you want to fight or or some reason for that. And, you know, it would be great to see Ali in the ring actually fighting. Uh, but I think, yeah, we're I think we're going towards that. So I would agree that was a big positive last night. Yeah. Um, I think Alexa's, Alexa Bliss's character work is really good. I actually think she's better um, in this role than Bray is at this point. Of course, Bray set the table, right? So he did all the creative you know, heady work and then she's building on it. But I, I think she does a really, really excellent job. Um, it's very weird. And sometimes it doesn't make for the most satisfying conclusions to Monday night raw. Um, but you know, I think she does a nice job. I don't know if we're going to get a, a Randy Orton Alexa bliss match. at mania though, I don't think that's in our future. I think fireball versus RKO is something that I'm looking forward to at WrestleMania. The, we're, gonna end the, we're gonna end the show week after week with Raw with one or the other of them standing in the ring and going to darkness. I think it's gotta be it's gotta be paid off. Randy Luxon, let's make it happen. Okay. Now is this cinematic like Street Fighter style? Is what is it what Ethan Page and Karate Man should have been where Alexa is, you know, is doing the you know, Ken and Rayu fireball against, you know, Randy Orton, who's more like Guile or something like that. I think we can have that, but I think it needs to be Hell in a Cell. We need, you know, Nintendo 64 wrapped in barbed wire style yeah. stuff if we're going to see this thing really be paid off. We could have wizards. We could have a dragon come in. Just anything goes. Yeah. Dragons are on the other show. <laughs> <laughs> and so is the Nintendo 64 controller wrapped in barbed wire. That's on the other show. <laughs> I know. Listen, we can borrow segments from anywhere as we want now. Nothing's original. Okay. Um, 
Before we do trivia, I do want to uh, talk about the AEW card with you. Um, sure. And then we'll get out of here because we're, we're running a bit over. But Eddie Kingston versus Lance, Ar Lance Archer, I think, is highlighting and main eventing tomorrow night's Dynamite. Um, Kingston's 0-1 going into this for the year. Archer hasn't wrestled the singles match yet. Um, this should be interesting. I, I think it's – I mean, I think Lance Archer probably needs the win here. But Yeah, it's compelling to me that we're – you know, four weeks into January, and thus far, those two guys that are awesome have had one match between the two of them. Um, I don't think Archer's been paid off as much as I would have liked to see him paid off in AEW, so I'll be critical of them when it comes to that, especially you've thrown Jake the Snake in there with that character, and, and he really is built to nothing. So, yeah, great, great match. Two veteran wrestlers, big guys, slugfest style. Um, uh, whether we see any outside involvement or not, um, there's going to be some shenanigans in the match because they're just two guys that, you know, it's win at all costs type of guys. I would agree that Archer needs it, but man, you know, Kingston going 0 and 2 on the year, I'm not sure where you where you build from him from there. Yeah. Um, but luckily, his mouth he can talk to anybody and talk himself into a match with anybody, so he has that flexibility where Archer I think is less so. So. Right. Eddie Kingston doesn't need to have a string of victories. He just needs to have a vendetta. Just give him a give him a microphone and let him go. Yeah. Now, Young Bucks and Good Brothers versus Reynolds, Silver, Uno, and Grayson is another option for their main event. I'm not sure which they'll go with, but one of them's going to open the show, one's going to close, I assume. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, that match is a lot less interesting to me. Um, yeah, it's because it's angly, right? You're not going to have a... a like a super cool finish because you got the young bucks and the good brothers. Maybe you will, maybe you will, but I really yeah. hope dark order comes out on top of that match actually. Yeah. And I don't know, do we turn that into a, we're automatically, we're already creating this kind of weird quasi rift between the bucks and the good brothers. I guess it's sort of there. They've sort of yeah. sprinkled that in the background already. So young bucks, good brothers is something that we're definitely going to see. Um, yeah, we could see the Dark Order win in this one. I wouldn't be wouldn't be blown away with that, but I don't think they're going to finish the show with a Dark Order pin. So I think if we see the Young Bucks, Good Brothers versus Dark Order as the main event, I think that the finish is probably scrapped. I think we're going to see some kind of an interference garbage yeah. in the show stuff. Somewhere in the middle of the show, we're going to see Dolph Ziggler's brother, Ryan, uh, face Hangman Page in what I'm sure is going to be a Hangman squash. Yeah, Hangman should should wrap that up pretty quickly jericho and mjf are facing the varsity blondes same probably uh, a quick one cody will respond to to shack um okay and then dax and jungle boy uh and with a weird stipulation where tully blanchard and uh uh cash are going to be handcuffed to luchasaurus i to guess that's so either they didn't have another set of handcuffs from Marco or they felt like Luchasaurus's size was equal to Cash and Tully. <laughs> um, it's an interesting way to not have interference to have three guys handcuffed to each other outside of the ring. Uh, interesting in the way that like we don't have any interference. We're going to throw sharks in the water during this competition. Um, uh, maybe, maybe, you know, I don't know what, maybe lock, put them in the backstage and lock them in a door, lock them in a closet or something like, or, or a dressing room or something like, there's all kinds of different ways you could do it, but I guess it's not as exciting on camera. Jungle Boy versus Dax should be a good match. Jungle Boy certainly is his performance has gotten better, and they certainly want to play that music every single time they can now that they paid for it. So, I think Jungle Boy on this one because uh, you know I would agree because I think you have to set up a re I think you have to set up a rematch where Luchasaurus is actually in the ring, and we do 
Jurassic for, Express. For tag. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we'll see that probably on the beach thing the following. Yeah. Week. Makes sense. February 3rd. Yep. Okay. Trivia time. All Ready? Right. Yep. All right. I'm going to play my bumper. I haven't played for a minute today. It's Royal Rumble season, but Travis, you haven't typically done very well when I give you old WWE pay-per-view style questions. So in, in fairness to that, I'm going to go ahead and give you a Casino Battle Royal 2019 set of trivia questions. Okay. No okay watch that. I think uh, I was there four, You're nine for 15. You're one behind John Smith. Um, I have to update Al's scores. I'm also one behind Al Carl, who's only performed twice. Twice. My three-time yeah. appearance. So, Okay, here we go. What did the winner of the Casino Battle Royal win in 2019? Uh, so that was Cage. He won a sh title shot against... 2019. 2019. I don't know. What did the Casino Battle Royale person win? It's a title okay. shot. They had to win a title shot against the heavyweight champion. So... Here, let me let me uh, let me lay it out for you. So this was double or nothing, 2019. Um, the winner would face the winner of double or nothing's main event, which was Jericho and Omega. The winner okay. of that match. So those the winner of the battle royal versus the winner of that. Competed. So the winner of the battle royal was Hangman Page. Um, let's see. I just want to make sure it's not the next question. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so it was a it was a championship match. So yes. I'll, I'll give you credit for that. Correct. <laughs> Who was the Joker in the 2019 Casino Battle Royal? A. M. J. F. B. Hangman Page. C. Glacier. Or D. Michael Nakazawa. The Joker was Hangman Page. Correct. Two for two. Who did M. J. F. Or Okay. The ECW original, this ECW original was a member of the Spades, the last suit to enter the ring. Was it A, Sabu, B, Rhino, C, Tommy Dreamer, or D, Taz? Taz. It was Tommy Dreamer. Perfect. <laughs> Who was the first person eliminated in the Casino Battle Royal? Was it A, Michael Nakazawa, B, Billy Gunn, C, Marco Stunt, or D, Brandon Cutler? D, Brandon Cutler. It was Michael Nakazawa. <laughs> all oiled up. Okay, two for two. You need to get this last one. Who did Hangman Page last eliminate to win the Casino Battle Royal? Was it A, MJF, B, A, MJF. What's that? MJF. Yes, MJF. So you get the Goldberg Award. <laughs> Three for five today. Yes. Bit of, a bit of a struggle to get there, I think, for both of us. <laughs> well, I was forgetting which Battle Royale. It was, they've had Casino Battle Royales for everybody, so... I just forgot what year I was in, even. I don't think I went. Were we at the Double or Nothing pay-per-view? I don't think I was there. No, this was Cody versus Dustin. The blood yeah, game. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is when I just, that's when I, that's probably the first pay-per-view live that I watched of. It was their first. Also, <laughs> yeah. they had All In the year before, but that was a big collaboration between New Japan, Ring of Honor, and them. Yeah. And then, then this was their first, their first one. Yep. So, okay, some things going on uh, around the networks. Tonight, Doubleheader Tuesday kicks off tonight with episode number 38 of the Essential Wrestling Podcast. 
L. Carl, John Smith, myself, John DeConi, Tyler Adele, Gary Mahaffey are returning for another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Uh, coverage is going to begin at 6 o'clock uh, on the Eastern Observer. And after that, we have the interview series, uh, Essential <clears throat> Joey Jarzenka returns to the primetime rundown interview series as he welcomes University of Rhode Island head softball coach um, and Al Carl's first cousin, Bridget Hurlman. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And then on Friday, we have the primetime rundown. Join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday, January 22nd for episode 48 of the primetime rundown. We take you to the world of sports. Show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. Fumbling over my words here today, but J alliteration uh, is a rough one for you. What's that? J alliteration is hard for you. Yes. Yes. I, I've had a J in my name my whole life, but, <laughs> but uh, I double J, double J for Joey Jarzinka is a rough one. Uh, well, and it's join Joey Jarzinka. Oh yeah, you got a three so triple J. We have a double J in wrestling, but yeah. uh, but that was a triple J. So. Might see him at the Rumble. We uh, Joey Jarzenka or Jeff Jarrett? Either. Okay. <laughs> Our show returns tomorrow with John DeCani. Um, Travis, anything else as we as we part for the day? No, I think that was good. Um, I'm excited for Rumble. Um, I'm definitely going to watch, go back and watch the Superstar show that's going on now. Um, just because I want to see the presentation, I know there have been some some rumblings that there was possibly a, a, an NXT-esque India show that's coming. So it seems like they're kind of featuring some of the talent here to spread it out a little bit. Um, we didn't mention it, but there's an opportunity that you know we might see NXT ended up moving into a different time slot too, depending on what happens with that deal over there too, which could make everything. I think it'd be great for NXT. It'd obviously be great for EW as well. So as long as they're on real TV, I think NXT is, is in, would be in a growth spot if they moved off that Wednesday slot, especially to a Thursday. And I think it all depends on what interest we're trying to feed, right? Agree. Like, Agree. If they're trying to feed my interest and your interest, yes, go separate nights. That's mm -hmm. what we want. Yep. If they're trying to have a bigger audience move to another night yep. if they're just trying to hold AEW back from having a million viewers then i guess you got to stay on wednesday exactly preempted when you need to get preempted yep yep <laughs> makes sense so all right that's our show uh we are never preempted not even by the superstar spectacle we'll be here 10 o'clock in the morning every day monday through thursday and uh like i said been our show thanks See you tomorrow